0: Wow, there's a new Zoom lady telling us that the meeting is being recorded. Uh, Hi, everyone, and uh, welcome back to the once a month summer edition of Supermax uh, with Jared and Jared. This is a podcast about fantasy basketball through the lens of salary cap leagues and the new second apron I keep hearing about that is so mysterious. (laughs) Uh, I'm one of your co-hosts, Jared Russo, and uh, right now we are live I guess we're recording live, but this isn't going to be a live podcast because you're hearing this after the fact. But we're watching the NBA draft live, and uh, Victor Wembanyama looks very confused as to where he needs to be sitting and go for when the Spurs take him. Uh, we have more pressing issues, though. We have some big trades and potentially, hopefully, new trades coming up in this draft. Uh, I'm here with uh, Jared Ross King, the other co host, and Chucklehead, but I'm also here with. Uh, Man who is a Spurs fan who has never been to San Antonio? Professor John, our number one guest. How many times have you been to San Antonio, Professor I'm, John?
1: Um, I'm really a, a, for the longest time, I call myself a Spurs apologist. Um, basically, during the Heatles era, I jumped on the bandwagon of anybody who would stop the Heatles, and Spurs got two shots at that. So I've been uh, sympathetic to the cause ever since i like pop system i liked a lot of their players before their recent house cleaning and uh i like some of the guys they got on there now so probably tell pop retires at least i will be that will be my favorite team in the nba i don't really have long-standing favorite professional sports teams because it doesn't make sense none of the players stay there a long time none of the coaches stay there a long time why do you care
0: because it's the London. name of the city. You, like oh, I'm a well, fan of my New York teams because they're from New York, and I'm from New York, so I root for the team.
1: Yeah, well, I'm not from anywhere that has a team, so that explains my ruthless mercenary
2: bandwagon jumping.
0: Unbelievable. Um, let's hope that everyone in this call's microphones are working. Yeah, uh, I, I
2: would say mine is, so.
0: Hey now! Alright! I'm an all-star. Excellent. Let's... uh. They're just gonna keep having people stand up and like do fake jump shots while like the, the broadcast keeps saying the pick is in. Like we know the pick is in. I don't know what they're waiting for. Uh, TV productions are stupid. But uh, do you have any real hot takes, JRK, about uh, Chris Paul going to the Warriors, Jordan Poole going to the Wizards, the Wizards, the former Bullets, or um, this Tyus Jones, Marcus Smat, poor zingas deal any hot takes
2: well i want to start with the one you didn't mention which is bradley beal uh look you're taking on a guy if you're the Suns who's 50 million dollars or close to it and his reputation is far better than he actually is as a player right now um if you're the Suns, you have this big three bradley beal kevin durant devin booker and only one of them has any track history of staying healthy, and that's Devin Booker. Bradley Beal has had injury history in the last couple of years. Kevin Durant, you know, we've we've talked that now team on this podcast about that. I don't like the move for the Suns. They're going to probably trade Aiton at some point. They have no depth on the team. They're kind of shooting themselves in the foot. But hey, whatever. Um, I'm in, intrigued to see how Chris Paul and Steph Curry look together on the court. Um, I think John mentioned. Uh, in a text thread earlier, that they're going to be targeted on every uh, defensive possession, and he is not wrong. Um, but they're together. The offensive IQ is off the charts. Um, Chris Paul, obviously, not the player he used to be, um, but still, he, he's as smart as any player out there. Put him with Steph Curry, um, and Kristaps Porzingis to the Celtics makes sense. If he can stay healthy, I don't know if he can. Um, Marcus Smart to the Grizzlies as a guy that they need uh, kind of a tough guard. Good defensive pairing with uh, with Jaron Jackson. Jr. The last two defensive players in the year, are the same team, by the way, Victor Romanyama officially going to the Spurs. Boring. Uh, did not see that coming. So huge shocker to start the draft already. Um, I think the thing that surprised me the most was the Wizards went out and traded for Jordan Poole. That's the one I think that surprised me the most out of all these moves the last couple of days. Uh, I thought they were really going to bottom out as much as they could. Jordan oh, Poole is not... Don't Jordan you worry, Poole, they did. Jordan Poole is not a franchise savior by any means, but he's still a guy we've seen do things. Um, I thought they would have traded Chris Paul to try to get more picks, more players, more young talent to try to like see what they can get. But I guess Jordan Poole is the one guy. And the first round pick they get from Golden State, actually like a a sneaky good move, whether or not Winger's going to be there in 2030. We'll see. But they get the Golden State 2030 first-round pick. Golden State, we don't know what they're going to be in 2030. Steph Curry's going to be gone. Clay Thompson's going to be gone. Chris Paul's definitely going to be gone. Steve Kerr may not be there. So it could be an entirely new team. It could be a team that's really struggling in 2030. We'll see. Uh, and- a
0: fantasy monster on the list. Yeah, no for else. sure. <gasps>
2: I mentioned see uh, if they if they if flip Tyus Jones though, or if they want to go with those two as a uh, as their backcourt.
0: They're idiots. They don't know what they're doing. Uh, Professor they John. Money.
2: Yeah
1: the uh, the twenty thirty pick is top twenty protected, so it's uh it's not quite as sneaky good as you have made it out to be. Completely missed that
2: detail. Wow. All right. I told you they were um, by idiots.
1: Yeah. So it, Tyus Jones and Jordan Poole, is not the worst backcourt you could have if you're still trying to figure out who all these like wings and uh forwards like Denny Avija and um Cloyd Kispert and or you know I guess Johnny Davis is going to be competing for time with him and probably won't see the court because of them. Um guys like Daniel Gafford in the front court when you're still trying to make sure, you know, trying to figure out who those keepers are not a bad idea to have a Jordan Poole and a Tyus Jones in the backcourt because you know you're going to get competent play, but you also know your defense is going to be bad enough that you're still not going to win enough games to n- not have a lot of lottery balls. Uh,
0: Professor John, uh, as, not as quickly as possible, but before the next uh, thing comes in, can, can you tell me that I'm crazy for thinking that Victor Wembanyama in our league, in our upcoming draft in a few months,
1: it's a top-five pick. Um, I really think it's going to depend how our draft order shakes out, but I don't think it's crazy to consider him in the first round. I'll say that. I don't think it's crazy that he could go in the first round. I think a lot of it depends on organizational strategy. Uh, we, we don't think that the Spurs are going to try to compete uh, or contend for the postseason or anything like that. In the first year and we just saw women yama's uh protein in france handle him very well he played every single game uh but also they did you know load management the spurs basically invented nba load management and the biggest concern everybody's had about women is how is this seven foot whatever it is three four five body going to work because we haven't seen a player like him before so like how is this going to work in an 82 game NBA season so i mean they're calling him seven five i've seen seven three seven four and seven five in every scouting report in the last week or so like, who's well,
0: counting all right but
1: but I'm, anyway nobody nobody knows whose body's going to look what it is how it's going to hold up over 82 games so i think um if we get any indication of that and i mean frankly we also i mean knock on what. God forbid we see a, a Chet Holmgren scenario um, with Victor Wimbanyama because um, obviously not going to be fantasy drafted if that's the case. But, um, no, if he's healthy and going to be in that starting lineup and we, we don't hear anything about, oh, they're going to ease him in with 20 minutes a game or something like that, I think he's a first-rounder in our league.
0: Uh, JRK, you don't think I'm crazy for having him top five.
2: No, I think we went over that. Uh last podcast I would have him right behind Paulo Bancaro and Franz Wagner. But uh you know, top 5 for sure. Uh
0: so I don't know if the listeners know this, but I am in fact putting together a, a second straight year of salary cap league rankings uh for Sports Ethos, uh the the premium edition that goes up as long side uh The Brewski 150, which is the sort of like main reason people pay for content behind the paywall. That is sports ethos. And uh, I'm doing a 12 rounds this year. So there's going to be more players. 12 picks per round. I don't know what 12 times 12 is.
2: 144.
0: Oh, wow. I knew that. And if you listen to one of the previous episodes, I definitely talked myself into Wembanyama as a top five guy, which I think is the mm-hmm. highest I've ever had a rookie in uh-huh. our league's history. Uh, yeah. Normally, like, the rookies start coming off round two. I'm just looking at these exorbitant prices for some of these players, and I'm like, I just think he is, he is the team, and his rebounds and assists and points will be extremely good. And then you combine that with his blocks and the fact that he's competing with no one. I, I understand the health concerns. I understand like the minutes concerns or being shut down or whatever, but like, I don't know, man, he's just, he's just like that kind of special guy who just seems like he's going to be a perennial top five fantasy pick for like the next decade. And I, I want in paying him 11.9 million. Whereas like, paulo banquero is 11.6 million and i don't think he's gonna be nearly as as whoa, whoa. layoff Lay off layoff. oh shut up drop um, the act oh my you god you know i'm right oh you know god. i'm right all right the second pick is
2: in do you guys want to know who it is
0: uh adam silver standing on the stage and i have him muted because i want to listen to you yeah. smart gentleman looks it's brandon miller so uh, Michael Jordan whiffs again and chooses a man who uh, loves guns. Is he the next Michael Kidd-Gilchrist? Someone please respond. No,
2: because Kid gilchrist G- 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 Oh, my God. Okay, so here's the deal. Tonight's Kid episode gilchrist? is sponsored by Chattanooga Whiskey. Um, oh so uh, I've, I've had a little bit of our product being sponsored tonight by the podcast. But Michael Kidd-Gilchrist was awful. Brandon Miller, uh, his, <laughs> his floor, his floor. Okay, we're getting away from the problematic stuff off the court. As far as on the court, his floor is above what Kid Gilchrist was. Um, his ceiling is, you know, an All NBA type guy, but I don't think he's going to achieve that personally.
0: I asked but, that facetiously, uh, of course, but hey, man, off the field issues has decreased Zion. They play Josh. on a field. You know what I mean. Off the court issues, whatever. There yeah. it is. I, know I don't know, know right. what
2: sport we're talking about. The last time the three of us were together on a podcast, we talked about football. So I want to make sure that we're talking about the right sport, uh, because if we're talking about a different sport, I have prepared you're totally already
0: for this. You're already derailing the podcast. Uh, Professor John, briefly, uh, do you think the likes of Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller are round two rookies in our draft coming up in a few months in this Sour
1: Um I mean, we're pretty sure Scoot's going three to Portland. We don't know how long, we don't know if he's ever going to like sign his deal in Portland or if he's going to sign and trade before the season. We don't know if maybe they, they trade it tonight um, or we don't know if they keep him. So I, I think we can't say what Scoot Henderson is going to be until we actually figure out what team he's going to be on, and is Damian Lillard going to be on the same team? If Damian Lillard is not on that team, and Scoot Henderson is in Portland, and we're basically looking at the the Scoot and Sharp era beginning in Portland, you can make the case probably near the bottom of round two. Um, uh, Brandon Miller is going to have plenty of opportunities to – show us his growing pains in the league, and so uh, I I don't know that that's going to result in great fantasy numbers, especially as I don't know, the three of us have talked a lot about trying to uh, em- emphasize uh, efficiency more and more in the scoring, are we? I don't know if that'll happen. We haven't done our annual survey, but I don't think Brandon Miller is going to be an efficient scorer, and I don't you know, he may just by virtue of being on the court and there not being much else in Charlotte, pick up a bunch of rebounds or blocks or steals and that type of thing. But uh I don't know. Brandon Miller is not somebody I would be looking at in the first two rounds. Scoot may be at the bottom of the end of bottom of the second.
2: By the way, I can uh I can confirm yes. that Scoot is the next guy off the board.
0: Oh well, we knew that two months ago. Um so I have Scoot and, and Brandon Miller at the bottom of round two in my projections. Um, I expect Scoot to be on a team with other young people. And relatively, it's it's his show. He will have the ball. I don't expect him to be on the same team as a Damian Lillard for now. Obviously, things could change. Because of the opportunity, minutes, uh, you know, just, just sheer possessions, uh I think it is too hard to just skip over those guys into round three and four. Like they'll be gone by then because it's sneaky fast. How many young cheap players go who are good. And you just want to hoard all those guys. You want to stock up on them. Cause then you're going to have to start paying guys like Mikael bridges, 21 million and Julius Randall, 25 million. And you're going to start Jalen Brown, 30 million. And then you get into guys who are getting paid, not a lot, but are not as good. As a as a Franz Wagner, for instance, like a Trey Jones or an Emmanuel Quickly. Those those guys under 10 million who produce are hard to find. And I feel like Screw hmm. Henderson and Brandon Miller are going to be the easiest sort of surefire bets to slide into that role of a Jalen Williams or a Kevin Porter Jr. from whenever he well, maybe not this year because he got paid, but like a Walker Kessler, like like the rookies and sophomores. Like like you just want you want those guys once you know that like they can produce. And I feel like they're gonna produce no matter. What team they are, just because they're going to really bad teams, and there's not going to be a whole lot of, you know, talent. Like that. That's just where I'm coming from. Jrk, do you do you agree?
2: I do. I do agree. I have nothing to add to that because you kind of hit it on the head. You know, there, there's Ooh, not a lot of I guys. It. There's not. There's I, not a lot of guys that are under that 10 million threshold that you really would consider the top three rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, as things progress during the season, there's always some sort of guy who kind of breaks out that we didn't really see coming uh, as one of those top guys who, you know, you want to claim on waivers, but as far as the draft and what we know now, there's not a lot. Um, My question, I have a question for you too. All right. The draft has gone. Limba Miller, Scoot and now everybody's favorite team from Texas. I say that sarcastically Houston is on the board. What do you think okay. we're,
0: we're going to see here? I don't know, and I don't care. What I'm interested... You care a little bit, you have to. What I'm interested in is, uh, Professor John, would you rather have Scoot Henderson slash Brandon Miller, just, you know, like one of those two, or Jalen Green for under $10 million?
1: Um, I think some things depend on who they're about to take, but actually, I think... Um, I'll answer both of your questions at the same time. One, them. I think it's the Thompson brother that's primarily the the point guard. I think that's who Houston takes. I don't remember whether that's Alza or Raymond.
2: Um, I know who the that pick is, put, by the way. Yeah, the guy who's... Is the it Thompson? It's Alman Thompson. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. Okay.
1: So uh, then, honestly, I think that'll be good for Jalen Green because I think he's had too much pressure on him to be the lead ball handler, the, you know, the hot, you know, He's still going to look for his own shot. He's still going to jack up a bunch of shots, but he's, he doesn't have to have the pressure of being a playmaker. And so I actually think I would probably rather, I'd rather have J- Jalen Green than Brandon Miller, but I would rather Ooh, have, i probably, ra- I don't know, Scoot and Jalen Green as a toss-up. Okay. But, okay. I ra- I, yeah. but I'd rather have uh, Jalen Green than Brandon Miller because one of the things you all didn't mention is, Brandon Miller could pull a John Morant, could pull a Miles Bridges, could pull a Gilbert Arenas, um, and get suspended half the season.
0: Well, I, I say that because like in my rankings, I have Jalen Green as a round three guy. So he's definitely fallen a little bit just because of like the influx of more talent to Houston potentially, the a lot of James Harden rumors. Uh I think the the bloom has come off the rose with Jalen Green. Um I mean, he he was healthy, and I just, I'm looking at his total points, and he just hasn't put up, like, like Franz Wagner put up more total points. And, like, yeah, you he expect did. more from Jalen Green than a Fra- Franz Wagner, who obviously was surprised. No,
1: you a surprise. don't. You do? You do? Because I didn't. I drafted Franz Wagner in the second round last year because he had an awesome Euro basket, and okay. then he, Maybe and he had a great last contract. John is Euro. a genius. And I mean, right. he was he was exactly what I thought he was going to be. And I never expected Jalen green to be better than Franz Wagner last year. Plus Franz Wagner went to Michigan and that just, you know, Oh yeah, well, that's yeah, better talking. than the ignite.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, what position does, uh, Ahmed Thompson actually play?
2: I mean, he, he's probably gonna play point guard, right? Cause I mean, do you move, uh, you you have Kevin Porter and uh, and Jalen Green play the three and the two respectively. Yeah.
0: I did not know that uh, Mr. Thompson was a point guard. This is actually the first time I'm ever hearing about that.
2: I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a guard forward. I mean, there's not really like a set position on what he can play. You can play him at the point guard, though, and I think out of those three guys, he's the guy best suited for that position.
0: That's interesting. Yeah,
1: Kevin Porter is – I mean, Jalen Green's the worst facilitator out of those three, but Kevin Porter's not a great facilitator. He's had stints of success, bursts of success, uh as a distributor. But honestly, Kevin Porter makes the most sense as a sixth man. Um really? and I would I would start Amin and Jalen Green and bring Kevin Porter on a sixth man. And if you go with a small lineup, play Jalen at the three, uh KPJ at the two. And i um, at the one.
0: Very interesting. Okay. Well, maybe that influences where I uh, sort of start to slot in these uh, other rookies that are coming along on the, the old rankings list that I'm actually currently working on as of this moment. Um, now, there's an unnamed man who we know who is a gigantic Detroit Pistons fan, despite having never been to Detroit, Michigan. And... Um, <laughs> I don't know the way you said that was really funny. Go ahead. And it's been a lot of discussion in our fantasy group chat about who Detroit is going to be taking. Um, I hear a lot of opinions. Obviously, nobody knows anything. And of course, everyone is viable to be wrong. Um, You know, one week into the start of the season what is detroit doing what should they do and uh this is sort of for anyone to answer since i don't know
2: i mean i i think the logical answer is cam whitmore um he would be a good running mate with uh with um cade Cunningham. but as far as what they are going to do i could be drafted here i don't know
0: or that guy who uh got the loophole you heard about that he like signed the paperwork and he's like eligible
2: no, no, but I want to ask That's him nervous. about that I would love to be drafted by mid-30s Next, uh,
0: next June No, so, okay, so, so this Real quick, I did this for the website I work for Dig.com, it's a wonderful website uh, This guy on TikTok was like, hey, I read through The, you know, whatever rules And like 300 pages in, I found out that the only Requirements for actually being draft Eligible, other than filling up paperwork Is you have to be like at least 19 years old and have Recently graduated college, which he you know like he accomplished those feats and he is now draft eligible so like he went on to like fox business today and like he's at the draft right now and he's like yeah they let me in like i'm draft eligible you know like i signed up and they allowed it like there's a loophole um, how recently do you have to have graduated college it, it it's like really weird how it's like within the last like there's like a three or four month window where it's like you have to like graduate Signed the paperwork and then, like, he had just heard back, like, recently, which is why he started making TikToks about it and it kind of blew up. Damn, interesting story. I might, I might send you guys the article. Um, Professor John, how often do you draft rookies in this league? And are you more skeptical or keen on this year's class in general?
1: I don't draft them often because. Exactly as she said, nobody knows anything. Right. Um I you know, I uh I mean this year I think you know Wimbenyama and Scoot are prospects that I mean, we know Wimbenyama is gonna be in a situation where Spurs don't have a ton of other like high usage players. Even you know, Trey Jones, who is a great fantasy player for our league but he's not like a high usage player. He passes a lot. He distributes a lot and he's got to distribute to someone. And yeah, there's Kelvin Johnson and yeah, there's Devin Bozell. I'm actually, you know, as a Spurs bandwagon person, um, I'm very excited about that team, but I think Wiminiama is going to get the most usage. so And he's apparently this generational talent. So yeah, he's somebody I'd consider. And Scoot, all I hear is like young Russell Westbrook comparisons and while whatever we may think of him as a player although he kind of turned out to be much better as a clipper than a laker um whatever we think about that uh he was an exciting young player and he's always been a really good fantasy player with the exception of like his year and a half and as a laker he was a great fantasy player as a wizard he was a great fantasy player as a, as a rocket he was a great fantasy player on the thunder um and he, he actually turned out to be a great fantasy player, especially because he was on a cheap contract after his buyout when he played for the Clippers. So if Scoot Thompson is a fraction of, Henderson. you Henderson, know, sorry, I'm looking at Almond Thompson, you're right. You're, Scoot Henderson is a fraction of what Westbrook was even in his like first three years. Then yeah, he should be up those boards as well. I'm probably skeptical about everybody else. <laughs> frankly. Um I don't, you know, someone will surprise me. I I will say I added some rookies much faster the last year than I normally do, but normally I don't draft them. Um, this now, year, maybe.
0: It's interesting you say that because we had Sports Ethos's rookie podcast host and expert, the wonderful Will. And I talked to him, and what came out of that conversation was I I personally wanted to draft Jade Ivey. I wanted to draft Walker Kessler and I wanted to draft Tori Eason. And I ended up doing or I ended up getting all those guys, either through a waiver wire that first you know week or, or through draft. And they turned out to be wonderful rookies for fantasy. So I feel like if I can talk to him again through our annual podcast and get some names that he thinks are going to be like actual role players and starters. I don't know. I feel like maybe it's more worth it to, to take the quote unquote risk with these rookies considering. I feel like they're less risk in like they're less risky than like football or baseball. Uh, JRK, you play multiple fantasy sports. Am I on
2: to something? I do.
0: Uh, uh, no, you, you are on something. You are into to something. Um, Stro- stroke my ego. Mind. Also, also,
2: you know, th- th- just a really quick fun fact. Uh, Overtime Elite has, their, uh, has an arena that's literally two miles from me, and I found out about this like a week ago. Well. So, you know, could have watched these guys play, but, you know, why would I do that?
0: That's, that's all the insight you have? Uh, yep. Why don't you go on Twitter and tell us who uh, Detroit's taking
2: here we go. The Detroit Pistons are taking. Please stand by.
0: Please stand by.
2: Yeah, apparently that's a... What a, am I at? The DMV? He's a forward.
0: Who's a forward?
2: Please stand by.
0: What? What is going on? You turned into a robot? Please, please stand by for your answer. I don't. I don't like this. I don't like this. Professor John. The, uh, the Twitter you know, sphere is
2: saying Cam Whitmore. We'll see.
0: Oh. What position does Cam Whitmore play?
2: Oh, mm-hmm. but hey, so here's the thing. The Twitter sphere said Cam Whitmore. But what if the two guys who I consider the authority on Twitter, that's Sham Sharania and uh, Adrian Morjanowski, one of those two just said Asura Thompson.
1: I had wondered if it would be a Sar Thompson. We kept hearing all these uh, reports just in the last twenty-four to thirty-six twenty-four to forty-eight hours that either Cam Whitmore hadn't had a good workout or something came back on his medicals. We didn't know whether this was a smoke screen where people were trying to get him to fall or what. But basically, if you weren't gonna take Cam Whitmore, you know, and one of the big appeals of Cam Whitmore also was that like he just turned 18, like at the end of the college season or something like that. He's ridiculously young, so he play like the upside. Um, or maybe he just turned 19, I don't know. But he's, he was like one of the youngest players in the draft. But if you wanted a Cam Whitmore-type player without getting Cam Whitmore in this draft, it would have been Asar Thompson. So that, that tracks for me. I'll be very surprised if it's not Asar Thompson.
2: Next pick.
0: Oh, and, well. And, oh, okay. Now go ahead. Finish your thought. Wh- why? What? Wh- what's happening? Because I'm just
2: I'm realizing who's after the Pistons. Some of us on this podcast have been fans of certain teams our entire lives, well, even though that even though that franchise is a year younger than, well, for instance, I, I am.
0: On your soapbox. All right. Just, just let's let's just get this over. The with.
2: Orlando Magic are on the clock.
0: Uh, okay, I still don't know what position Cam Whitmore plays. He's a wing. He's a wing? Okay, so that fits with Detroit. Okay, great. And, yeah, and the other yeah,
1: Thompson. He, uh, uh, Whitmore doesn't fit for Detroit because he's not going there. I mean, he could have fit for Detroit. Uh, Azar Thompson is also basically a wing. Uh, he's okay. basically like a more muscular uh, wing, like.
0: Uh, He's a chicken wing.
1: Yeah. The comp we kept getting, you know, in our, our group chat, and I'm, I'm sure that it was cribbed from some legit scouting reports for Cam Whitmore with Jalen Brown. I don't, you know, I think, uh, I think a, a Sarah Sar Thompson is a little bit beefier than uh, than Jalen Brown uh, and Cam Whitmore, but, I, you know, he still probably play that three with... Uh, Cade and Ivy in the backcourt and I think that'll be nice nice young nucleus thank goodness they're not getting another big because they have about 12 of them on their roster so yeah good things in the future for Detroit but you know with the luck that they have having the worst record in the league and ending up with a fifth pick in the draft um, it's sting. if that luck continues it doesn't really matter how good the core is <laughs> it's
0: gotta hurt uh all right, completely off-topic since we're sort of uh, – ooh, bizarre Thompson. Okay, so now i gotta I got to write this into uh, – quick reactions. Uh, we like this? We don't like this? I think the right fit would have been Cam Whitmore. I,
2: I'm going to stand by that because I think that he would have been the right fit with Kay um, Cunningham. But, you know, I'm not in charge of the Pistons, and they think that Thompson's a better fit, I guess. I don't know. I
1: like it. Uh, I, I frankly, these last two picks, we didn't really know what was going to happen with them. Like, we pretty much knew who was going one through three. There was, you know, kind of some late. Oh, maybe Scoot's going too, but that was a smoke screen. I uh, I like the Thompsons going fourth and fifth, and I think if you're going talking about like best available player, which if you're drafting fourth and fifth, especially if you're Houston and Detroit, which had the, you know two highest uh or who had the two worst records in the league. Um you probably should go best available and you know figure out fit later, but I actually don't mind the fit either. So I I think these front offices did what they should have. Um and now the draft, you know, the intrigue really begins now because
2: Yes it does. No,
1: I mean, for one, yes, you know, Jared Ross King's Orlando Magic are on the clock. Uh-huh. Uh, and also, there's a bunch of prospects now that nobody really knows where to stack them in the best available. Like, you really don't. Yeah, we can look at the call on, on you know ESPN about what they think the best available is, but there is a ton of prospects. I would say probably the next dozen picks could go Anywhere from six to 18.
0: Interesting. Uh, let's not talk about the magic. Let's talk about free what? agents. There are a couple of free agents. <laughs> who... The magic are on the... Okay, go ahead. A couple of free agents who have uh, who are, you know, not signed yeah. yet. I don't know where to rank them. Kyle Kuzma. Well, He's no, free, what, no agent. free agents are signed yet. Uh, James Harden. Bruce Brown. Free agency hasn't started yet. Chris are just trying
2: to de- you're trying to defer from the magic aren't you
0: uh jrk any of those uh free agents interest you if they get a, a pretty good deal
2: look i'm focused on pick number six right now so
0: i asked you a question i, I would like an well
2: what well, you look look here's the deal is uh i think fred van fleet would look great in orlando um I also think that James Harden's going back to the Sixers. I think he's going to take less money than he had last year. There, There's my there's my hot take prediction. That's not me trying to make a joke or anything. I really think he's going to go back to the Sixers. He made 32 last year. Is that correct? Am I, am I correct on that? Something around that?
0: Uh, you're going to have to give me some time.
2: Okay. Well, he's going to go back to the Sixers, and I think he's going to take le- less than that, high 20s maybe 30 um, team friendly deal. And I think he's going to end up staying there. That's been a rumor the last few days. And I really feel like that's getting traction. I don't The Houston thing doesn't make sense um, for the franchise, for him, for anyone. Uh, the Sixers keeping him around, maybe trying to flip Tobias Harris somewhere else, um, bringing in a, another guy that makes more sense to me. Interesting.
0: Um, uh, Professor John, um, the Orlando magic are on the clock. Uh <laughs>
1: First, I think it's ridiculous to, to ask any free agent question, right? Now, question about those free agents who I'm are on time to, because we literally talking. we literally have no idea where to put them in a salary cap fantasy league when we literally don't know what the contract is. I was just I was flying to Brooklyn in the morning to slap you in the face. <laughs> it
0: was just a bit, John. Come on, play
1: along. As far as the Orlando magic, um, you know. I don't know. Take whoever there is wow. number one overall on their board. Look, there's you know, two guys the I really
2: like right here, and I'm gonna, Wait, I'm pick gonna It's either for me, it's Cam Whitmore, who isn't the right fit. I think he's nice, but he's not the right fit. Or it's Anthony Black, who would actually Anthony be Black?
0: Different.
2: Oh, here we go! Ah, oh!
0: there you go. All right, I'll I'll let you talk about him. Go for it.
2: Oh my God. So when we are hoisting their banner in 2026,
0: time's up. All right, let's move
2: on. um, What the (laughs) hell? Uh, I just want you guys to, you know, I'll be there. Um, I'll, I'll FaceTime both of you in so you can be a part of it.
0: Um, It really, it really annoys me that like you're a fan of, of Tampa teams and Orlando teams and uh, Atlanta teams. Like it just, it, that to me, those are three different cities. I,
2: Okay, first off, let's take the Orlando and Tampa thing. That's Central Florida, so you can forget that Like having an argument there because there, any argument you, you have is Florida. null and void. Uh, as far as Atlanta, I grew up in Orlando, but when I was growing up, we couldn't watch the Marlins on TV. The Rays didn't exist yet, so I watched the Braves on TV, became a huge fan of them. Live in Atlanta now. Go Braves. Uh, and you know, as far as the Falcons and the Hawks go, screw them, I don't – I'll go to games, but I don't really care.
0: Uh, Anthony Spot Black, track. let's go! Yeah, exciting. Uh, at at Spot Track on Twitter is actually doing the contracts for these players, so I'm actually gonna be filling out the uh, the. How are the Mets as, doing? As we go live, didn't I tell you before the season started we were winning nothing? Wasn't I on the record about that? I, I saw uh, you guys won a couple games. No, I said before the season we were winning oh. nothing.
2: You won, you won a couple uh, games.
0: Edwin Diaz went down. I said nothing. And I was right. Rook, I was right.
2: That I was right. That, that Edwin Diaz thing hurt me. Edwin Diaz. Uh, hey, do thoughts. you want Do you want some real... Oh, my God. This is uh, actually breaking news involving... Oh. There's, there's a trade. Yes. Break the news. So here we go. Here
0: we go. The
2: Indiana Pacers mm-hmm. are selecting... And I'm going to mispronounce this name because it is a complicated name and... Get over it. Bilal Kolobali okay. at number seven. And they are trading him to Washington. What the Pacers are getting back, don't know yet. That wait,
0: but Washington's in at eight.
2: They may be trading for eighth and like a second rounder. I don't know, but that is uh why would the you news? trade up
0: one spot unless the Pacers literally took the guy you were about to take, which
2: I, I Man, look at this guy, Anthony Black. He's the next Magic All-Star. Man, we're going to have like five All-Stars out there. That's going to be great.
1: Bill Al-Kilabali, um, who's limiting on his teammate, that is a meteoric rise that he's had in like the last two, three weeks. He, people were talking about him like back into the lottery, maybe not even in the lottery, drafts, even just like a month ago. And he's going seven overall. It's incredible. And it's because people have been watching Yama and watching his team go through the postseason over there and they've been seeing this guy who's this terrific wing stopper um, which really every single team needs and they've been seeing apparently he has a really high basketball IQ and I don't know, good for him like France, get you know, the same pro squad in France gets two picks in the top seven, that's, that's ridiculous hmm
0: Interesting. Uh, Uh, John,
2: I'm going to be honest. I don't know a lot about this guy. Where would you have, if you came into this draft, knowing what you know about the players that are out there, where would you have taken them?
1: Um, I would have been comfortable in the, you know, seven seems a little high, but I would have been nine or 10 seemed. Okay. Was, was what I expected his ceiling to be would be nine or 10.
2: So not, so not a and, huge overreach is what you're kind no, of No, not
1: saying. a huge overreach, but, but I would have considered a ceiling 9 or 10, you know, okay. in the last week. And before that, I was seeing him go, like, get projected at, like, 12th, 14th, that kind of thing. Um, okay.
0: You guys did say anyone from 6 to 18 could all get jumbled up, but... Uh, I did say- yeah, and you're right, because uh, the top 10 names that kept swirling around, and I never saw Bilal Koliabli, and he's going to watch it. But Washington picks eight. You're going to tell me Indiana sniped him, and they had to, like, do a trick. Washington is run by the dumbest people on the face Are of the earth. Are the Pacers
2: going to get Cam Whitmore? Because that feels like Tyrese Halliburton and Cam Whitmore feels like a pretty good
0: Jeez. little little young combo they got going on there. I don't know who I hate more. The Pacers, the Celtics, or I don't, I mean, I don't like the
2: Atlanta Braves.
0: (laughs) No, we're talking about
1: basketball. The correct answer is the Celtics.
0: I hate the Pacers so much, though. I hate their guts.
1: But the Pacers don't win anything.
2: No, they haven't. I still hate them. (laughs) They've been to what? One finals in our lifetime?
1: Yeah, so that yeah you don't have to hate the pacers
2: i hate the pacers i hate them here we go so here is the details of the trade thank you indiana is selecting Jarris walker at number eight via the wizards and the seven for eight flip washington also sends two second round picks to the pacers to move up to seven uh we didn't touch on it but they got six seven they got six second round picks from the uh from the Suns in that deal for Bradley Beal, so I imagine that they're gonna go into that little stockpile for this trade.
0: I just don't think that trade was
2: necessary because no, I, like, I, I don't, I don't disagree.
0: I don't know what's so going
1: it, on. So it sounds like Indiana got some intel that the Pacers wanted him. I've seen Jaris Walker projected to Indiana across multiple mocks over the last. Several weeks. Everybody thinks he's really the right fit at the four to go next to Miles Turner. Um, and you know, everybody just seemed to think Jarris Walker was what Indiana needed for their front court, and they were always gonna get him. And I guess they got some intel that Washington went in Koulibaly and they're like, okay, what well, can we get out of Washington? Oh, they got all these second round picks. Maybe we can squeeze a couple of second round picks out of them.
0: Bizarre. Downright bizarre. Uh, remember when Thawne Maker, Thawne Maka, was oh taken so, by uh, uh, Milwaukee at 10? I always wait. think... Okay. Oh, go ahead. Spanish your thought. Sorry. I, I always think that, like, teams are like, we just got to try to get a Giannis. And then they, like, whiff even harder than just, like, taking a, a guy who was supposed to, like, you know, go there or whatever. I think about that all the time. Uh, what's going on, JRK?
2: So Utah is going to be next. So they could go any number of ways. Um... Dallas could end up with Cam Whitmore, who is, the, in my opinion, the fourth-best player in the draft.
1: I think Dallas is going to trade their pick. Um, I'll go ahead and make the pred- prediction now. I very well could be wrong because draft night trades are really hard to predict, but I think it would be really interesting. if Dallas trades number 10 in um, some salary filler, let's say Tim Hardley Jr., to, uh, or maybe it packages some guys like Reggie Bullock and somebody else and uh, sends number 10 and Salary Filler to Atlanta for number 15 and Clint Capella.
2: That's actually been a rumor that's been swirling around is that Capella has been on the block with Dallas interested. So that actually makes a lot of sense. Um, Dallas has also been before. interested in another Atlanta big guy, John Collins. Um, so there's a lot of different ways they could go with this, as far as a trade with Atlanta.
1: On court fit, Capella fits way better. Collins uh, is not uh, agreed. Collins is not a bad defender, like you know. And Collins, Collins has kind of had his role squeezed out in Atlanta because, like, he had that really nice playoff run when the team had that really nice playoff run, and then ever since his his role has been squeezed out, and he needs to be on another team Uh, and he could do all right in Dallas, but they really need rim protection. They absolutely need the kind of rim protection and rebounding and, you know, garbage man, dirty work, putbacks, lobs, that type of thing. From Capella, they also need just, you know, he's a veteran. And right now the only veteran that team has of note is Kyrie Irving. And that's not who you want to be. (laughs) Your most veteran player. Um, so yeah, I, I would really like to see Capella go to Dallas. Um, and, and who knows, maybe it's Atlanta, like if Whitmore gets to the maybe it's Atlanta moving up for him.
2: That's entirely possible. I do think that if they took Cam Whitmore, it would create a log jam at the position unless they move some guys out. Cause right now at that three, four, you have, uh, Deandre Hunter, AJ Griffin, Sadiq Bay, um, I'm forgetting somebody. In that in that position, but it kind of creates a log jam. So if they can move one of those guys out, Cam Whitmore makes sense in Atlanta. Um otherwise just another another guy on a talented team that can't reach their uh potential.
0: Let's let's be real. Uh go on. We're gonna look back in like six months and be like, I can't believe the best player went at 18. Dr. Uh you that's said six part. wrong, but that's fine.
1: I don't think we are. I think we're going to be, like, the best player win- at one.
0: No, yeah. No, obviously. I'm just saying, You like, said six like, wrong. If we were to redraft, you know, and then the numbers are, like, all gobbled up or whatever in the way that, like, Jokic is, like, was a second rounder and Draymond Green was the second... I just, like, we're we're so tied to these guys and then, like, half of the top ten are, like, complete and utter bust. You know what I mean? Like, I don't put too much stock in, in a lot of stuff for the most part. Um... Bilal... what's his name? Bilal Koliabli, Kulaabli. That's what I he's said, in Washington. Man. He's a bust. I'll just, you know, I'm just going <laughs> to blindly say that. I am just going to blindly say it, and I'll probably be right.
1: He <laughs> uh the he, honest, he honestly has uh, a really great last name to mangle for fantasy team name
2: purposes, though. Like coolest baller. God,
0: god
2: he does and that will be jared's fifth round pick
1: no literally just so he can name his team back yeah 100 <laughs> percent. he does not care he just said no. is gonna be a boss but he will draft him
2: so nope. that he can name the team not touching him ballers
0: not touching them. so Jared walker is not going to the wizards
2: no he's going to the indiana pacers
0: Okay. What's interesting is that right now, um, as the, the guy who runs Spot Track is like tweeting out like the salaries or whatever, I actually can't get numbers on these picks. I'm not exactly sure what's going on, but I'll I have a whole summer to fill that out. I just felt like they so, need to update things. At number nine.
2: This ties into all three of us. Utah is selecting UCF forward Taylor Hendricks. Okay, it's,
1: I've seen that mocked a lot. Basically, yeah. they need a defensive forward that can complement Laurie marken and obviously they've got the center in Kessler. They needed some. They need somebody who can basically be a three and D forward with the emphasis on the D. Uh, Hendricks, I think, is a good Dort pick there. D. Basically, um, they were. I think if one of you know, if somebody like an Anthony Black might have – like if he had fallen to nine, they probably would have taken him. You know, maybe if one of the Thompsons had fallen to nine, they would have taken him there. But I think Hendricks was probably always the most likely to go to Utah at nine. Um, uh, you know, I think right now, the you know, the trade with Walker and Koulibaly and then just Koulibaly going in the top eight – Those are probably the the only, you know, that's the only surprise. And then that's, I'm I'm only mildly surprised with that so far, which is actually shocking because you all asked last week if I would be on this podcast, I was like, I have no idea what's going to happen after one because that's all I'd really care about. Um, (laughs) But from the research I've done in that week, I have not been surprised yet except, you know, Kulabali going a little higher and then being traded to uh, the Wizards. Honestly, being traded to the Wizards and uh, Joe's Walker going to Indiana makes the ball pick a little less surprising.
0: Uh, I have a question. Do we think UCF legend... Uh, <laughs> am, I to, am I allowed to say that? Taylor Hendricks, because he's on Utah now and Utah is devoid of like anyone, that he gets a little more run? Or is he just, just defensive-minded?
2: Laurie Markin and Walker Kessler just called. They want to join the podcast. No, and Taylor, I, Hort, and Taylor Horton Tucker.
0: No one, no um, one is on the Walker Kessler bandwagon like me. I had him the most this year, this last season, um, and Laurie. I mean, yeah, I mean, most improved. I, like I'm not taking away. I'm just saying, like that's it. Like the team has no one else. They're intentionally being bad. They take this rookie. You don't think he's going to get a lot of play? Or is it, again, is he, or is he too defensively minded for him to be like a, no, a, a guy I take a flyer on?
2: I mean, John, oh, John, you can tell me I'm wrong, but I think he's going to get a lot of play. Um, but I think you know he's still going to be down the pecking order to to guys like Markinen and and Kessler and maybe Sexton. We'll see about that. I just I just see that there's like a Utah Jazz bump.
1: He's going to get a lot of playing time, but he's a glue guy. And glue guys don't always put up the best fantasy stats. Mm, Like if we were doing, you know, if we wanted to add a stat for like box plus minus, he would probably have a really good box plus minus for Utah. Um, But we're not going to do that, right? We're not going to do that.
0: (laughs) Um, I'm just saying there's like a, a Hornets and a Jazz bump that Chris Dunn and Dennis Smith Jr. got. And those guys were like DOA for years. And then out of nowhere, they're on the worst teams in the league. And they're great. You know what I mean? Like, for fantasy reasons.
1: I, yeah. I mean, there's, there's value there. Also, the reason those guys got those pumps was they were on minimum salaries. Um, and I'm not saying that rookies aren't cheaper than other guys. We've kind of talked about that. But, like, m- veteran minimum salaries are way cheaper than rookies. Um, uh, so, like, well, Taylor, Taylor, I mean, Taylor but- Hendricks is going to get a top 10 salary to be a glue guy for Utah where all the usage is going to go to marketing and Taylor Horton Tucker and potentially Colin Sexton and all the, you know, the blocks and the rebounds are probably going to mostly go to Kessler. Um, and I mean, he's going to be the, put up the fifth best stats in the starting okay. five.
0: You were, so you were correct. You, might you were correct that they had, value.
1: I imagine he'll put it even together like a hot month maybe, and it might be the right month that you need, but I don't know. I think, uh, They've never the case there, Russo. I,
0: I understand what you're saying. Yes, uh Dennis Smith Jr. and Chris Dunn were veteran minimums, but even in non-salary leagues, they were really hot ads based on injuries and the fact that those teams wanted to suck and they had a ton of opportunity and playing time and they performed admirably as fill With that being said, rookies I think are a whole lot cheaper than most people think. So I'm going to I'm going to go through the list so far of how much in their first year these players are making. So Wembanyama Nyama is only getting paid 12 million. Brandon Miller's only getting 10.8. Scoot's 9.7. But then it keeps going down. So it's like high 8s, high 7s, low 7s, mid 6, 6. So like now we're getting into the territory where like people are making 5 million and under. So like 1 million versus 5 million is like really not that, you know what I mean? Like, that's like not the biggest deal.
1: Yeah. I mean, certainly when you get out of the top 10, yeah. uh, on rookie scale, um, then I think, uh, like Jalen Williams was one of my great pickups last year, and uh, and he was 4.3 or something in that neighborhood. Yeah. Once you get out of the top 10, a rookie in a good situation is definitely. An interesting you know like a really great value contract but usually when you get out of that top 10 you can't be sure until the season starts or until you've seen a lot of summer league and talk to whatever rookie expert you have um who's really going to be getting the opportunity uh, outside the top 10 where those contracts then do become very valuable Um, i'm probably more skeptical of top 10 picks other than like, you know, this year, like I've said, women, are mm. in the scoot. um, but most of the top 10 picks. I'm not, you know, I, I'm generally going to be a little bit more skeptical about. And then once you get past 10, if you can, if you can show me that path and you, you know, it's almost certain, uh, then I'll, I'll listen.
0: Uh, I right. remember when when Dennis Smith How? Jr. kept dropping. I know you have news, and the Dallas Mavericks oh, were like yeah. so so stoked that they, he like they like fell to him, and they ended up being like not that good for them. Like it's a trade stoked that people fall. Oh, it's a trade. Yes. <gasps> oh well, and I guess I'll shut my big mouth, even though I was making a good point. All right, continue.
2: So I don't know what OKC is sending back,
0: but Whoa! Dallas
2: is sending Davis Bertans. And the number ten pick to OKC, and uh, OKC will take Kaysen Wallace, which means Orlando can take Cam Whitmore at eleven, and they won't because I, I don't always get what I want.
0: Okay, wait, wait, wait! wait. I had heard for weeks that OKC was in love with Kobe Bufkin.
2: Uh, they might be, but he's not being picked. And they're here. not.
0: They're not taking Kobe Bufkin. They're taking who?
2: Kaysen Wallace. He is a guard out of Kentucky. They are sending the number 12 pick and a, uh, 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 oh my God, a trade exemption. Trade exemption? Interesting. To, uh, to Dallas.
0: Oh, Kaysen Wallace. Okay, yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, okay. I, I, I've seen this name before, but for some reason I always thought it was Carson. Like I just kept thinking it was like Carson I Wallace. thought it,
2: d- tonight... About 30 seconds ago was the first time I realized it wasn't Carson.
0: Okay, so you and I both... Okay. Yeah. Both yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Uh, OKC has a gazillion picks. Um, so it feels wise that they just start using it to move up and get guys they really want, which, again, I thought it was going to be Kobe Buffkin, because what a great name. Uh, but no. Hmm. So
1: we're at the 10th pick and because we've... You know, Jared Ross King has just broken this trade news. Um, I would like to bring this back to, oh gosh, I'm not going to remember the right year now, but the 10th pick, I believe, is when Mikhail Bridges got picked by the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh my God. His ever. mom worked the in the Sixers and they, organization. They and they traded him to Phoenix for <laughs> Zaire Smith, who washed out of the league in three years. And I just want to just celebrate that, commemorate that at number 10. The fact that Mikel Bridges went played college basketball, won championships in Philadelphia. His mom worked for the Sixers. They dragged him and they drafted him, him and then chose to throw him away to get Zaire Smith. Um so yeah, let's uh let's just pour one out for uh, anybody who's unlucky enough to be a Sixers fan, because that is one of the all-time, uh, I would say, draft blunders at the number ten spot.
0: Wonders and blunders—that's a good name for a segment. We should write that down. The Magic are back on the clock. On my screen, it says that Dallas pick is in. I've already told you what happens.
2: Say Spoiler alert! The magic is on the clock. Oh my god.
0: But Come only on, things man. that happen on live TV are real. Everything else is is noise.
1: Also, uh, where does where did Kim Whitmore go to school? You know, where we're talking about a, a forward um, who may be drafted out of Illinois, I think that's one of the other things that was reminding me of this McCall just saying is uh, the fact that we're sitting here waiting on where's Whitmore going to go? Where's Whitmore going to go? I already?
2: swear. To God, the guy I wanted at six, us uh, next to Anthony Black is still on the board. Orlando, do not skip him.
0: Get them both. How long is this podcast going? By the way, like, uh, do we Forever. want to? Forever. Because I, I'll, I'll keep podcasting. I'm having a blast. I just like don't know. Like, we might break the record for longest podcast we've ever done. I don't know. We'll go as long mm-hmm. as you want to. John has actual humans under
2: his care. Yeah. So he may have to leave earlier. Yeah. But you and I have like. We
0: have nothing. Um, yeah. Oh, I, I have a dog. John, you, 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 you tell us when you want this to wrap up. Because um, it's I not like we're going to go late. Like...
1: I can stick it out through the watery, most likely. Um, I'm not going to stick out past that.
2: So he's going to stick around for the most important pick of the entire draft. Pick number 11.
0: Oh my God. I, I, just, I just really, it's, really, really want you to <laughs> just settle down. All right. I'll I can't. It's draft night. The
2: Magic have two lottery picks. And I'm about to hopefully, Our, hopefully. Get both guys I wanted at number six at both six and 11. This is uh, a, could be a great night. Honestly, if, uh, if they took Grady Dick, who I thought was going to be the guy they took at 11 to begin with, I wouldn't be upset about that either. Um, anybody outside of Cam Whitmore or Grady Dick, I'd be like, why?
0: I, I, are we even sure the Magic are going to be that much better than they were last year? Yes sure so okay. No, uh,
2: this is this is a hundred percent true. The Magic were a awful team the first 25 games of the season, they were five and 20 from that point on. They were seven games over 500 with Markel Fultz in the lineup. Markel Fultz helped lead the growth of both Paulo Bancaro and Franz Wagner. And I think that team is only going to go up this season. Uh, so yeah,
0: yeah, they're gonna be good. I mean, if they can sign like an actual adult. Um, like like a Fred Van Vliet, then like I will be more keen on them actually making you, the playoffs. You know,
2: I've been on the Fred Van Vliet
0: train for a while.
2: If they get a VanVleet,
1: you also the other thing that comes with this is like great Markel Fultz stats. Uh, how reliable has Markel Fultz' health been his entire time he's been in the league? Um, I, I, I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want want to recommend you buy the playoff tickets for the magic just yet. Um but hey if they sign I fleet, can't they're not on get, sale yet. Go ahead and get go ahead and get your name on the list if they sign a band fleet. I,
2: I can't I can't buy the tickets yet because they're not on sale yet but once the band fleet signing goes through you're right I will be buying them even though I can't yet
0: uh Will the uh all rookie podcast guru from sports ethos is confused by why OKC would want Case in Wall is considering they already have a Giddy SGA backcourt. Are they thinking of him as some sort oh of like a James 6th man? Oh
2: my god.
0: Stop interrupting the fucking podcast. I have a point to make.
2: Um, okay, go ahead. Sorry. The pick is in um, for Orlando.
1: My understanding has been that Giddy uh, I mean, they've been playing him a lot more, you know, closer. To, they've been using him a lot as like not strictly in the backcourt um you know sga is also like shooting guard size like you could run a three-guard lineup um very easily in okc because of the size of giddy and sga um is that going to be their starting lineup i don't know the other interesting thing here is that uh you know trey man just trey man has shown flashes i mean because people up until last year pretty much everybody up and down the roster at OKC would get minutes. And we saw some flashes from Trey Mann for a couple of different stretches, you know, when Giddy or when SGA is missed time, Trey Mann has actually done some good things. Um, Sounds to me like Trey Mann's probably not getting the second contract in OKC and maybe dealt even sooner um, if they are getting Wallace here, because I think Wallace is basically like a better or a – Better version, newer version, younger version, whatever. He's a shiny new version of a Trey man um, and probably has a higher ceiling.
0: Uh, John, who would be the funniest person uh, Orlando takes at 11? Because I already know the answer. I think it's quite funny. Just just toss out a name, John. Chris Murray. Who? 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 Chris Murray. Oh, okay. Well, that's not we Jet Howard is going to Orlando. Jet, <claps> Jet oh, Howard, the
1: Michi- that Michigan connection,
2: the Michigan um,
0: connection. That is correct. We got Anthony Black, so I'm I'm happy with one of the two picks.
2: But oh my God, like we could have had Anthony Black and Cam Whitmore. Like did Cam Whitmore
0: murder someone, and and we're just finding this out? There was a like, lot of smoke about him falling. That Twitter says, and yeah. people are freaking out that. Atlanta could it so get get, at
1: fifteen. Yeah, I mean, I heard he had a, I had heard about a bad workout, but I think I'd also heard a lot of stuff about something coming back unfavorable about his medicals, and that you know we we've talked about this in the uh, with the NFL draft, we talked about this with you know NBA draft. Usually, when somebody slides and you don't know why they're sliding based on all the scouting, it's because Something showed up in their medicals that was unexpected. What's really weird about this is that the NBA players can withhold their medicals and they can only give them to the teams that they want to. And so this may have even surprised Cam Whitmore and his team that something came up in his medicals um, because you would think he would have, you know, withheld it if he was trying to go earlier.
0: Should I be penciling in Cam more into for, into, for, for Dallas? Because
2: I don't see why Dallas would pass on him. The upside's too high. Unless there is, like John just said, unless there's some sort of medical thing we don't know about, we're not privileged to that is absolutely setting teams away from him. I don't. Why did we draft Jet Howard?
0: Michigan. Uh,
2: there's like four enough. guys I would take ahead of him. Like well. <laughs> the thing here's the thing, Jawan and his family are like, "Oh my god, I can't believe it!" Because nobody expected him to go at 11.
0: Well, uh, funny enough, OKC on their cap hold for this season: Dario Saric, Nick Collison, Raymond Felton, Jared Butler, and a man named Melvin Frazier. Fun fact. Okay. Fun real Fun fact. I'm going to draft Melvin Frazier just for the name. Uh, There are also only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players currently on the Dallas Mavericks roster. I find that interesting. Do we, we, I should say, I
2: feel like Kyrie is going back there. Is that something that's shared among this group? I guess so.
1: Nobody else wants him. Um, I mean, Sure, LeBron wants him to go to the Lakers. There's no way he's doing that because right. they they can't absorb the salary. Kyrie's not going to take under $30 million to go play in LeBron's shadow again. Um, you know, I will say there's maybe a slightly higher chance now that uh, CP3 is at Golden State that maybe they take another look and try and figure out, you know, can they get Kyrie? Uh, with a sign-in trade or something like that. But I really think most likely um, Kyrie Irving is going to go back to Dallas. He's going to pal around with all the anti-vax legislators in the Texas state legislature. (laughs) And he's just going to have the time of his life making a bunch of money, not paying state income taxes and paling around with other conspiracy theorists. I mean, it's too great a fit. Yeah. Um, Wow. By
2: the way, Dallas... Dallas, their pick at twelve, yeah, as we all expected. Hysteric, likely. Oh
0: my god! Uh, by the way, they're showing highlights of Michigan. If if Jack Howard. Howard was so good, wh- why did Michigan not even make the tournament this year? That's I well, mean, look. That's been uh, go that's ahead, John. I, I'm 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 yeah. mad right now. Continue.
1: Jet Howard and Kobe Bufkin have been both hyped as lottery picks. They still could potentially both go in the lottery. And if they had both those players last year, plus was it Hunter Dickinson who just announced he would transfer or was that before last year? I don't know. Last year was a blur. Um,
0: No, Hunter Dickinson was still on the team, but I think he is transferring.
1: Yeah. So they had those three guys. So could it be that Jawan Howard's not a good coach? I
0: don't know. Maybe. Uh, We we all know, we all know 80% of college sports is recruiting the best talent. And then the other 20% is everything else. If you don't have consistently great players, you're nothing.
1: Yeah, but we also can look at the University of Kentucky and see how many prospects they consistently put in the draft and see when was the last time they had a great run in the tournament. Um,
0: 2012
1: yeah not not recently and they put a bunch of guys in the lottery recently okay um, well
0: then calipari's a terrible coach I and mean, that's why he's in college and not the nba i mean what do you want me to well, tell I th- you I, th-
1: I mean i think we're, we're we're seeing that at michigan too under Jawan yeah. howard where you know you can put a kobe kobe buffkin or uh in this case his son jet howard and they didn't even make the tournament
0: how do you, how do you, even Coach K at Duke, like there was like so many years where they had loaded rosters and they did nothing. College coach, not an NBA coach. They can't coach NBA talent. I don't know what to tell you. God, the hot uh, takes. Woo, blistering. All right, so uh, Blake Lively. What's what's the first Blake, thing? Blake Lively of,
2: uh, <laughs> of, 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 what's that show that was on CW fame? Oh, Derek uh, Lively.
0: Derek Whiteley, glad no, that that one,
2: that one, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's going to yeah. the to the Dallas Mavericks.
0: Um, do we want to? So uh, I keep do have one question until until pick fifteen, and maybe just call it a day after fifteen.
2: Sure, I do have one question. Uh, for both of you, Magic have taken two guards tonight. They took Anthony Black. I'm very happy about that. They took Jed Howard. He's a guy. Are they probably going to move? Cole Anthony or Jalen Suggs? Yes, yes. Probably
1: at least one. I mean, I think I think Gary Harris is more certain to be moved. Um, Suggs and Anthony. I mean, I almost think you you try to get through summer league. try to make, see if anybody on, in summer league gets you know gets hurt in summer league, and then once you've gone through that, uh, and especially during you know. Roy stage is a free agency that type of thing Then yeah i think suggs anthony or both could very likely get moved but also depending on whether he signs his contract maybe jet howard gets moved i don't know i don't know why anybody would like necessarily seek out jet howard but maybe somebody no would you move don't draft someone
0: i don't know either <laughs> get rid of them. You don't do but that. You don't, you don't draft someone that high. We
1: literally just talked about Mikhail Bridges getting drafted by the... Yeah, it was stupid then and it's stupid now. Fit. Stupid. Well, but what I'm saying is people do that. You, they should. The Cavs drafted Andrew Wiggins number one and got rid of him. So let's not act like you know, people don't draft somebody high and get rid of them. They do all the time. Oh, Penny Hardaway, Washington just tonight drafted somebody number seven and got rid of him
0: well that's no i think that was like a uh that trade had been agreed to and that was like a sort of like you draft them on our behalf that's different than like yeah. the penny hardaway situation which was like they did it after the fact you know what i mean um yeah 100 percent. but it, but regardless Rocky uh
1: Kessler got drafted and then got rid of about a month later
0: yeah well that i mean i that wasn't about Walker Kessler. That was just like about other stuff. Whereas like the Penny Hardaway thing was, was like, I actually, you, you fucked up. I actually checked that I want him, which was the right move, but which I mean, uh, in
2: in theory, it actually worked out for the magic. They got Penny. Like, obviously we know in hindsight, you know, Penny had issues a couple of years in as far as injuries go, but they end up getting two first round picks and Penny Hardaway for Chris Weber. I I mean, not knowing how everything plays out. That's a trade.
0: I'm going to make 10 times out of 10. That's correct. And you got a finals run out of it. Um, You you can't have the Orlando Magic coach be like, Anthony, and then Cole Anthony and Anthony Black turn around and go, huh? No, (laughs) you got to get rid of one. You got to get rid of one of them. Yeah. It's not Anthony Black.
1: I mean, just like you were saying, the Walker Kessler trade wasn't about Walker Kessler any more than a Jet Howard trade would actually be about Jet Howard. It would be about packaging Jet Howard with somebody else to get somebody they wanted more.
0: Interesting. But you could have just simply, you know, I don't know, taken the the guy you you wanted so bad that you didn't get rid of him. I don't know. unless
2: That's there was st- some sort of deal for a veteran that they like. This team's like, mm-hmm. oh, we really want Jed Howard, but at that, at that yeah, point, really. just trade the 11th pick, like trade yeah, the 11th really. pick as soon as it comes up, make the deal, and then that team can say, oh, okay, think- we're going to take Jed Howard.
1: Well, they're not going to know that by the time a lot of these veteran trades are going to be made during free agency they're not going to know they want them like once you get past i mean honestly 10 i'm maybe even higher once you get past 10 i mean i i personally am very much don't sign the guy yet so that you can send his rights or sign him right away so you can send his rights on one or the other but you know don't lock in some of these players 10 and up uh, on your, you know, into your depth chart until you start to see how free agency makes other guys come available. Um, and it's like, so yeah, you know, take that Howard, because if you're, you might want to play him because he's a shooter. And apparently he's a, a shooter from Michigan is more desirable in Orlando than a shooter from Kansas. Um, but uh you know, take them, and but who knows what's going to happen when free agency opens. You really don't know what veterans are going to mm-hmm. uh,
0: Analyst uh, Jeff Goodman, very confused, says that Orlando at 11 for Jet Howard was baffling. They took him over Grady Dick and Jordan Hawkins. And then Will, our all-rookie podcast Sports Ethos uh, expert, says the pick was not baffling at all. Which means what? JRK, you're gonna want to be on the podcast with him to uh oh
2: yeah, hundred percent. Cause yeah. I I'm I'm probably gonna spend all day tomorrow trying to figure out that pick and then like spending five minutes celebrating the fact Anthony Black is part of this team. Who, if I'm being honest, as far as fit goes, is like was number four for me. Is I mean, like I think you take Wimbin Yama, Miller, Scoot Henderson if you're the magic and one of those guys somehow slides a six. I think after that, as far as fit goes, the best guy was probably, for me at least, I'm not really a fan of the Thompson brothers. Maybe I'm just weird. but The the band or the players? Both. Uh, Anthony Black was probably number four for me. And you got him. I got him. But not Cam Whitmore. I think there has to be something going on because the upside from what I saw is so great that, like, if he's there at 11, yeah, you have a bunch of Fords, yada, 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 whatever. Take, take him and figure it out later. Oh, yeah, because Jonathan Isaac is so reliable.
0: I, at this point, Cam. Whitmore... No, I mean, becoming, John, like, we, oh, hang on,
2: hang on. We both... <laughs> I've been over this a million times. Get him out yeah, of town. Yeah.
0: Uh, oh. it, Cam Whitmore, uh, before you go, John, is more and more sounding like uh, the the mythical figure... Uh, what the hell? Oh, um, Waiting for Guffman. Not Guffman. Waiting for Godot. He sounds like Godot. Like, he sounds like this guy you're supposed to like, show up and then he just never shows up. Spoilers mm-hmm. for Waiting for Godot. Um, I was going to see that next week, but I guess not. Yeah.
1: The, the forward thing, you know, Wagner can play, you know, he's so versatile. Franz Wagner can, like, I wouldn't be worried about positional log jam and I thought actually Orlando is in a really good shape heading this offseason because you, you know sure there are pieces you could use Anthony Black's probably an upgrade over Cole Anthony and he's an upgrade over what we've seen from Jalen Suggs even though I'm probably a Jalen Suggs apologist just because I have that buzzer beater from the final four that year burned into my brain after seeing it live. I mean not Live in the arena, but on live TV as it happened. Um, so I keep thinking Jalen Suggs is going to be able to show more. But I mean, it, Orlando used to have positional log jams, but now they pretty much have just collected a decent group of guys at every position. Still, probably not enough stars for them to contend, uh, but a decent amount of guys at every position. So, like, I don't know, fit would not have dissuaded me. With Whitmore, um, medicals seems like the only thing it could be as um, to why he, he kept moving past that.
0: I mean, if you're if you're Michael Porter Jr., I mean, a lot of red flags medically, but Denver was in a position to take them and stash them and wait. Uh, maybe Orlando cannot play that waiting game. I think Orlando, or sorry, I was getting more whiskey.
2: Orlando's young enough where they could have like played that waiting game for a year or two more. It's not like it's now or never. It's not like their clock has to, you know. Well,
0: you say that until the owner fires the GM and then demands they make the playoffs, like uh, Houston's owner is about to do because they're all impatient. I don't
2: originally. know if if the owners of Orlando
0: even know they actually own the team. The uh what the hell's that terrible secretary of education lady? Yeah the boss? Bessie the boss? Yeah. God fuck her. What a cunt. Um but we're not here to talk about politics. We're talking about basketball. Uh any intel on Toronto as we as we slowly start to close this out and I get less and less interested in what Atlanta's going to do. Maybe we'll just wrap I
2: up got I got there. nothing. I got nothing right now, but I'm surprised Kim Whitmore's still there. I but think the Toronto. I think Toronto for uh for who they need. They need a guard because Fred VanVleet is most likely out. I think a guard is probably the way they go. I think, again, maybe Grady Dick. Maybe I think Jordan Hawkins is a reach here. Um,
1: Um, Maybe Kobe Buffkin.
0: Maybe Kobe Buffkin. Buffkin. What a great name.
1: Uh, The pick pick is is, is in.
0: Give us the deets, J.R.K. Is Cam Whitmore 6'8"?
1: Because if if Cam Whitmore is 6'8", Doesn't he become a Raptor by default?
2: Yeah, pretty much. Give me some Raptor
0: news, JRK.
2: The Raptors have selected Scotty Barnes with the uh, fourth overall pick in the 2021 NBA draft.
0: Uh, I have never seen a collection of good players and a good coach collectively suck harder than the Raptors. Where you look at Fred Van Vliet and you look at Gary Trent Jr., right? And you look at OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam and...
1: Scotty Barnes and Jakob Purtle.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he young. And, uh, okay. Uh, but the, the, the other ones. And then they just collectively do absolutely nothing, which is like insane to me.
2: <laughs> also, t- it's a complete side note, but uh, Twitter is going off on Grady Dick's suit tonight.
0: Oh, I might write an article tomorrow on Dig. Uh, dig.com is a wonderful <laughs> website about the the drip because I did one last year for the last year's draft Um and I found that quite fun speaking of, of oh they're thinking Grady Dick speaking of Dick 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 okay, Dick I
1: can Dick. see why they're going off on his suit man that's hideous Woo!
0: he's still TV here it comes he's like a Las Vegas magician <laughs> God, what a terrible sequence, dude! Oh my God, what an eyesore! Whoever said this Did is a he, good idea was wrong. Can't Did really. he
1: figure skate his way here?
2: <laughs> <laughs> God, whoever he dressed was an extra shot on the movie *Blaze of Glory*. Yeah, really.
0: Ugh. Jesus Christ.
2: Nowhere to be found.
0: Dick pick. Ah. <laughs> The dick pick.
1: So 14 is the last pick in the lottery. Is that also the last pick of this
0: podcast? I was going to say
2: if you're 15, because I think the fact or that 15. Atlanta may take Whitmore is, is kind of interesting. But I think uh,
0: congratulations out. to Grady Dick and his parents, Elton John and David Byrne. That's <laughs> 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 uh, funny. Boy, I'm, I'm, I might take him just for the puns. Also, Shams did not Know about this pick, which someone says Shams doesn't have sources with Masayu Jiri Apparently,
2: <laughs> apparently not, because you're asking me, and my source is named Shams. So uh, I was kind of lost.
0: Uh, Jonathan Wasserman of Bleacher Report says Cam Whitmore's medical is creating all sorts of worrying. This has come back to haunt teams more often than not. Mm.
2: Now, when you say hot teams, do you mean skipping on that player or taking that player?
0: I assume skipping out on players who have bad medicals who ended up being great. Okay.
1: Okay. There's a lot of players, though, like, I feel like we see that happen more in the NFL simply because there's 53 positions on a roster and somebody just has more chances to be a contributor at some point even if they have bad medicals you, know, you got 15 guys on a NBA roster and only five of them on the court at a given time like I don't know if uh, I feel like that's a really that's a really interesting research question that Wasserman puts up because I can't think of a ton of dudes who had bad you know who had bad medicals Michael in the Porter NBA Jr. draft and dropped and just turned out great,
0: Michael Porter Jr. I mean, I don't. It's only one. It's one example. Um, he's got a ring.
1: He's got a ring. Um, he was a. He certainly was a contributor. He played well in the finals. Yeah, but yeah he, he was the fourth
0: I, best player. It wasn't like he came off like the bench like Adam Morrison had won. You know, like he was a dude.
2: Wait, did Adam Morrison actually win a ring?
0: Yeah, he won two with the Lakers.
2: Oh, and the oh9 and uh, and uh, yeah, 2010?
0: yeah. He was like the fifteenth man off off the team.
2: He's got more than JJ. Damn,
0: damn. Uh, hey, Toronto's great white King? savior. King. So,
1: Jared Ross King, who did Hello. who did Adam Morrison get that 0-9 ring over?
2: Over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love it. How do I it. leave this podcast? Oh, my God. Do you think anyone's going to listen to the podcast this far in? We're just going to get more unhinged. I'm going to
2: get bored in like two weeks and listen to the entire thing.
0: I called Bessie DeVos a cunt at some point, and I did it twice now. <laughs> so, <laughs> and and I, I don't you ever use that word, but for her, it's absolutely fitting. Uh, uh, that, was, that was good. Uh, who, who was the VP for Hillary? Uh, Tim... Tim Meadows. Tim. No, Tim King. He asked her point blank, like, yes or no, like, are you for accountability? Or no, 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 it was some question. And she said, I'm I'm for accountability. And he was like, it's a yes or no question. say yes or no. And she was like, I'm a for accountability. And he was like, Are you seriously like not gonna answer my and this went on for like 10 minutes? It became like a who's on first routine. So funny. Who is on first? Uh, uh, what is so, the name of the man who plays first
1: base? Uh, so that
2: Victor that Wimbanyama. Victor Wimbanyama. Oh my. First. Oh my God. Okay. You're supposed to say I, I don't
0: know, and then we both say at the same time, third base.
2: Finally, the wait is over. The New Orleans Pelicans at 14 are selecting Jordan Hawkins.
0: Jordan.
1: And with that. I'm done. I'm making my George Costanza exit.
0: I'm sticking um, around until Cam Whitmore gets picked, and then I'm yeah, out. yeah, the two Jareds are going to stick around. Uh, thank you for being on, Professor John. You don't have anything to promote, but you have been a wonder as always. And uh, enjoy your evening and your week.
2: All right, good luck, guys. We can finally end the Yama talk on this podcast. <laughs> Jeez, Louise, that guy. <laughs> we get it. You like the Spurs. <laughs> He's gone.
0: Okay. I hope he heard it um, before he left. Should I, should I say the C word to more politicians? Yeah, go for it, man. No one listens to this show. This is just. Dude,
2: I'm going to be completely honest with you. I, I've been having whiskey this entire podcast, this entire draft. And uh, the pick of Jet Howard made me have a couple more glasses. So you wow. can say whatever you want at this point.
0: Wow. Um, I honestly think that we should just end after Atlanta. Because this is like on like ninety minutes. <laughs> I just really want to know where Cam Whitmore goes. What team is ballsy enough to give up a bunch of first rounders to go back and get him? Is it or is it OKC? Might be. I think I was like OKC should just should just go ahead and do that. I think Orlando should do it. Do they have the draft capital to? They've got multiple picks the next two drafts. Well, like, does Atlanta like want those picks? I know Utah does. Utah's right for the picking at 16, but maybe they'll take them. I don't know. I feel like Atlanta just wants to take the best available guy. Like, look at this. If you, I don't know if you see Jared
2: Bell's board on the side, Cam Whitmore is ranked fourth. Yeah.
0: Maybe he doesn't know the medicals. Like,. If they had selected
2: Cam Wentmore at six, I would have been happy. But they took Anthony Black, who I think is the better fit. And I was still happy about that. But to go all the way down to
0: 11 and then say, the Michigan guy. I almost said hey, the you know, guy. You know what's a great song is Black by Pearl Jam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm
2: drafting Anthony Black in the first round, by the way.
0: I'm not. That's a lie, or is it? Jordan Hawkins. Ha ha! Uh, it's not a hawk. Uh, that sucks. Man, that would have been a great pick for the Hawks. Yeah. Jordan Hawkins. <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> I, I mean,
2: if I'm the if I'm the Hawks, right? Like, look at the players that are available. I. I Unless there is something again that we don't know about about
1: uh, Cam Whitmore,
0: they have to take him, right? I don't know. I got that song stuck in my head. That might be my favorite Pearl Jam song. That song.
2: So Why? Cool. Who said to Grady Dick, "This is the look. This is a the blind, look for your draft." <laughs> a blind man. Like, really, I don't know, like, who looked at
0: that and said, this is it. This Wow. Is... I'm about to send the most fire tweet to, to, the, to the Facebook group. In- was, it John,
2: was it John Heater from Blades of Glory? Like, this is the look, man. Take this look. You'll be great for draft night.
0: Look at that photo. Look at that
2: photo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
0: It's Grady Dick in a box. <laughs> Grady Dick in a box game. Get a box.
2: <clears throat>
0: oh, this whiskey's gotten to me. Step one. Get a box. Step two. Open the box. <laughs> Make it open the box. Oh, this. Oh, this. Oh, this is an even better one. It? This one's even better. You ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Atlanta. Yeah.
2: At number 15 looked uh-huh. Cam Whitmore in the face and said, No, thank you. They are taking
0: Kobe Bufkin. Bufkin. This podcast is never going to end. I am I am committed to this podcast until Cam Whitmore is drafted. What the hell? No, what? I I what nah. is what did you just send? No, nah, I think the show needs to end like right now. No, nah, one more pick. The no. Lakers will uh, take Kim Whitmore. I uh and Jared Russo, you can find me on Twitter hey, at Jared what? Russo. You, you can find it? him at Jared Ross King. No, I'm ending Not it. Ready. I, I, no. No, it's been an hour and forty minutes. No one's listening to this. I don't even more. know what's More. going Uh if I just leave the zoom, will it like end the recording or will it fuck that up? Probably. Wait, I, this is recording?
2: Recording. I have the power to do that. Oh. End the show. Listen. When the Magic trade up and get Cam Whitmore as their
0: third pick, I want to have it recorded. End the show. End it. You're not the boss of me. I will I will edit all of this out, mister. No, you won't. I need to go to the bathroom. I need to go just. This is
2: gold. This is gold. When you got to be.